Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Mandy and the F-Bomb. Hey y'all, welcome back. Today we've got Kimberly Millington of Solutions by Millie. Um, she's a problem solver professionally, and it's so great to have you on. Can you tell me a little bit about you? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Kim Millington. Like she said, I run Solutions by Millie here in Waco, Texas. Basically, I'm a professional problem solver. That's what it says on my business card. If I can't solve your problem, I probably know someone who can. So whether that's working with college students, helping them transition into adulthood, or working with couples, helping them solve small problems in their everyday life that just make life easier and better for them, or working with homeschool kids who are trying to figure out how to study and things like that. So it doesn't really matter what the problem is, um, financial aid for school or taxes for business. We're going to try to work it out. I love that. I love that. And today you came on to talk about family systems theory. I know you and I were having a conversation about this podcast and you said, you know, I think maybe we could talk about family systems theory. And I actually had never heard of it before. So um, if there's anyone out there that's like me and has never heard about family systems theory, um, and then we'll relate it to foster care. Can you explain a little bit about that? Absolutely. Great. So family systems theory is something that I learned about for the first time in seminary. I was sitting in a leadership class at Truett Seminary. My professor was incredible to introduce this idea of what it looks like to recognize a system and the relational dynamics in a system. So whether that's a church congregation, um, a family of origin, or a foster family, or even a foster care facility like the Methodist Children's Home or something like that. So if you can recognize the system that's in place and the relational dynamics in, in that system, then you're going to be much more likely to function well within it. So family systems theory developed by Murray Bowen um, back in the day. And he uh, he said that there's kind of eight interlocking concepts. And those eight concepts are triangles, differentiation of self, the nuclear family emotional process, family projection process, multi-generational transmission process, emotional cutoff, sibling position, and societal emotional process. And I know that's like a lot of big words and a lot of words all together, but as we break each one of those things down, you're going to be able to see like how what it says it is is really what it is. So yeah. um, for example, triangles literally is three people in a relationship. It is a triangled relationship, whether that's two parents and a child, 
two children and a parent. It's a triangled relationship. Sometimes that's going to be a foster child, um, a, a, a foster parent, and their case manager. So um, when you think about relationships, when there's two people in a relationship, it cannot handle the same amount of tension that a triangled relationship can. That triangle relationship kind of shifts tension between the, the three people within the relationship. And so it can have a little more tension in the relationship and still be functional. However, it does set up this really difficult dynamic where one person can feel isolated. So mm -hmm. there's benefits to having a triangled relationship, like I said, with the foster child, the foster parent, and the case manager, but also it can lead to some isolation if those people aren't aware that it's a triangled relationship. So that's just the first concept of, of systems theory and one of the ways that it relates to foster care. I love that. Awesome. Okay. So... What is the thing that you think would be most beneficial about family systems theory for families in general, but families whenever it comes to children in care? So the thing that I think is the most beneficial is specifically around reunification. I know that it is so important in foster care. I know that it's really important to you personally. And so to participate in foster care and, and the work of foster care when reunification is the goal, what I find to be the most beneficial thing out of all of this is if a foster parent knows family systems theory and anything about it, they don't have to be an expert. I'm not an expert, but anything about it, what it does is it allows them to sit with that foster child and discuss the family dynamics of their family of origin that they're going back to. So they would be able to um, to to describe what the, the parent relationship looks like, what the relationship looks like between the, the parents, the biological parents, or the parents that are in the home, what those parents' relationship looks like with their grandparents. Do they know their grandparents? Do their grandparents and their parents get along with each other? Do their parents uh, get along with their siblings, whether that's the child's siblings or their own siblings? And so having those kind of conversations would allow children to be able to diagram out with these really cool um, graphics and, um, and symbols what their family system looks like so they know where they fit. One of the, the concepts of, of systems theory is this differentiation of self. And I think that when children go into foster care homes specifically, um, like in a, in a home with the other children, they're going to push boundaries. And it may seem disrespectful at first. It may come across as super frustrating. But what they're doing is trying to figure out, can I differentiate myself from you and still be accepted? And so if parents who are, are functioning as foster parents are allowed to recognize that this is not disrespect, this is literally this child trying to understand, are they able to be different than me? different than my family, separate from me, and not bound to my approval or anything like that and still be accepted by me. Because otherwise what happens is if they can't differentiate, then now they become dependent on that parent for approval and acceptance. And that's one of the kind of dangerous things that happens. There's um, one, one aspect where basically a parent assumes that there's a problem. So you may assume that the child has low self-esteem. You may assume that the child is going to be problem. And so when you make those assumptions and you kind of uh, diagnose the child before they ever get into your home because you've had time to read their background and their paperwork and all the files about them, or after you first meet them, you diagnose them, you decide this child has low self-esteem. So you start to treat them like they have low self-esteem 
by affirming them and building them up and supporting them. And all of that sounds amazing until it gets taken away when they go back into their their family of origin and the, the reunification process happens. And now they're dependent on affirmation and encouragement and support that they may not get elsewhere and their self-esteem does go down, whether it was down to begin with or not. And so when, when a child cannot differentiate themselves from parents, cannot differentiate themselves from the family of origin or their foster family, it sets them up to have low self-esteem, be isolated, experience things like depression and, and such. I love all that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So my question to that is, then how do we make sure something like that doesn't happen? Training, um, you know, training is so important. And so hold on, are we talking about like parents need training? Or are we talking about like some home training for like kiddos? <laughs> Absolutely, on every level. I think that okay. incorporating something like systems theory at every level of the this experience that a child would have in foster care. So if they're going to be in a facility or um, like a home like the Methodist Children's Home where they're in more of a group placement, those people trained in family systems theory. I know everybody that is connected with foster care, from my understanding, has um, TBRI training. Mm-hmm. And so incorporating something like family systems theory into all like the addition to the the training that already exists it doesn't have to be complex there's so many like just really great books and resources out there where they can sit down and just draw out in a really creative and unique way what their family system looks like so that's case managers needing the the family systems theory so that they can see relational dynamics when they watch um and like oversee reunification or the 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 meetings where parents are having to like getting the opportunity to like hang out with their kids um, prior to reunification. Foster families just understanding those dynamics and how when a child comes into that system, what happens? How does that child coming into a system change it? Because when you can see the family dynamic as a system, the whole system, one person being introduced can shift all of those relationship dynamics, regardless of how mm-hmm. old the child is or whatever. I mean, you know, having a, a young child coming into your home, like in that in and of itself requires more time and more attention and more um, of, of you, which means that other relationships get impacted, whether you intend for them to or not. And you are by far one of the best parents I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. You are incredible at being a parent. But even though you're incredible at being a parent, it still happens. Somebody, some at some point over the course of their life is going to feel like they're not getting enough of you. Yeah. And so that it just is going to happen. And mm-hmm. so if you concede that it's going to happen and address it as a family and understand it as a family and know how to teach them how to build their own kind of relationships within the family dynamics. So that may be healthy triangling with three of your older kids where they are all for each other and support each other. You know, that may be you and a, an older kid um, taking care of a younger kid or you and your spouse taking care of a younger kid. And so how do you have some of those like discussions around what is going to, what this family dynamic is going to look like? And so I would just say that if anybody can just get a small amount of training in family systems theory to be able to see that not only are kids in foster care coming from a system, they're going to a system and then back to a system. And that system for them may shift all over the place. And so if they, even if kids like in foster care 
who are old enough to comprehend this this concept can learn about it, then they can learn what differentiation of self means, where they can move up the hierarchy of Maslow's needs, where they're landing at the top self-actualized and independent, where who they are and what they believe, that they're confident in those things, and it's not dependent on their parents wanting them, their, their foster family wanting them. It's not dependent on any of those things, that they know that they are wanted and that they get to be an individual person who is who is worthy of love and care and affection, regardless of what their friends say or their parents say, or anything like that. And being able to differentiate from your friend group or your parents or whatever and and not be dependent on them in that way is so healthy and it sets up for really healthy future relationships. I love that. This sounds like bulletproofing yourself against codependency. Yes. It sounds like bulletproofing your family against um, ways of functioning that might be unhealthy or um, finding you yourself at a place all of a sudden where you're like, oh my goodness, how did we get here? Why is you know the family so disrupted right now? That sounds really, really great. So if you were to give um, our listeners some practical tips that they might be able to apply in their family um, that have to do with family systems theory, what would you say? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I wrote this morning, I wrote a blog post specifically for this so that we could sit down and talk about And I could just tell people, if you go to the blog post at my website, which is kimmillington.com, under the client resources, there's a brand new blog post um, that indicates like there's a couple of links for really great books. There's a couple of links to the Bowen website. And so those resources are just really accessible in the middle of a blog post on my website for you guys specifically. I wrote this morning. So um, I wanted to make you sure that people so the best. You are had, the best. had access to resources. It's yeah. so important. And so because I'm not an expert, but I do know about it. And I've spent several years researching this and learning this, whether regardless of what like educational program I was in, what degree I was trying to pursue, if I could incorporate family systems into it, I wanted to know more. And so I did some deep dives into to this particular theory because what it allows me to do is see friend groups as a system or society as a system. And, and that societal component is one of the, the eight aspects of family systems theory so that we can see that we as an individual are a part of a system as a family that are a part of a larger community, that are a part of a larger systemic like whole, like whole nation. Like we get to see everything is so interconnected, which means that we get to recognize that our part is important, that if I move left, it shifts the system. 
everywhere, somewhere that I get to have a part to play. And so we get to take personal responsibility, which you know me is like a big deal, you know, yep. like own your yep. stuff. Yeah. And so just recognizing that, that I, as an individual, as a part of a system can kind of tug on the system in one direction or the other and make huge shifts. One of the other things is that like, for example, if your spouse doesn't have a great relationship with his dad, that relationship is going to impact his relationship with your dad, sometimes positive, sometimes negative, always affected. Mm-hmm. And so just tugging on the system where a parent walks out, tugging on the system where a relationship is strained, tugging on the system where somebody is like affirmed regularly, all of those tugs on the system impact the whole system. It That's impacts right. how siblings treat each other mm-hmm. when when parents are in conflict. And there's a handful of like relational conflicts that kind of exist within systems theory, including like that marriage relationship um, when it's dysfunctional uh, and people can see it. When there's a dysfunctional relationship where so much attention is being paid to one particular child. So all of those things impact the system. I love that. And I'm thinking um, in relation to foster care about how we have um, families that um, go through training and get licensed as foster parents and have um, really great attitudes going in and even like appropriate expectations of the children that they will be bringing into their home. But even that, um, good expectations, and it is no no fault of any children in their home, but that affects the system is what I'm hearing. Yes. And so bringing in two kiddos to, you know, a, a family that already has one is going to create different triangles within those systems, and there's going to need to be some adjusting going on. Absolutely. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Okay. So when somebody is going through the the process of becoming a foster parent, I know they ask you guys a lot of questions. So many questions. So many questions. Yeah. And they want to know all kinds of things. And they ask questions of your children and things like that. So let me ask you, do they ever ask you about your parents? You know, actually in our home study, yes, they asked us um, about our extended family. Fantastic. Like, what do they want to know about your family, about your parents, about your relationship with your siblings? What they want to know is it typically, um, and I don't know if this is every home study, but at least in our home study, um, their bottom line is, do you have a community of support? So they're basically just asking, do you have um, extended family? Um, And if not, do you have a community that supports you and what you're going to be doing? Because like, it's an, it's an emotional load. Um, so being supported is important. So if they were to ask you something like, uh, when your family, as you were growing up, uh, had a conflict, did you guys sit down and discuss it? Did you pretend that it didn't exist? Did you guys find yourself cut off from each other and not talking about that conflict? So questions like that, where you're having to recognize just a family pattern of like emotional cutoff, which is also a part of the family systems Mm -hmm. theory. If, if when you had a family conflict, you guys just like didn't talk about it. It was like, we're just going to ignore that this happened and move on about our business. We may Mm -hmm. still all talk to each other every single day, but we're not going to talk about that thing. And so that's not a healthy family pattern, but it's one that's repeatable, like without recognizing it. And so that is something that you take into your own family. So if you were taught growing up that if there's a conflict, if somebody has an issue, we discuss it and we deal with it. That's also something you're going to take into your family. And so as somebody who's creating like their own family system, from their family of origin as an individual person, how did you guys deal with conflict? And so I think that 
you know, just asking questions that are specifically related to the family system from the family of origin. So, you know, like what kind of um, healthy and unhealthy patterns were created for this person that is asking to be a foster parent? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Like if something that like that could be included in foster parent training, that would be amazing. But honestly, I think in any family, in any family, in any sort of dynamic, that would be so important because it is those um, those systems that we have in place that we just kind of like go with the flow and it is just our everyday thing that they become they're just what we do. You don't think about doing them. It's like breathing. Absolutely. And one of the things that I I love personally is looking at like a bird's eye view of relationships and cycles. That's just something that I do without thinking about doing. It's just part of who I am is looking at relationships and cycles and kind of how that works. So this speaks to a lot of what I'm interested in, but I can also see that it would be super valuable to to anyone, um, not just foster families, but anyone that is involved in in caring for another person. And that how do we use so it cool. in a way that like doesn't disqualify someone or yeah. doesn't shame someone, but helps uh, like the case manager know how to equip someone? Yeah. So if for for example your family is consistently when you were growing up consistently cutting off, then what you may need is just a little bit of conflict resolution training, and that is one of those things that, like you don't recognize until you start talking about like what your family did when there was conflict. But yes. conflict resolution, it may not be that they need a whole family systems training, but if the case manager and the people who are doing the home study can ask questions that are family systems related, then what it does is it sets them up to know how to train you and equip you so that you are the best foster care parent that you can be. I love that. I love that. And um, I just could probably talk about this all day because I want to know all the nitty gritty. I'm going to be heading right over to look at that blog post after this. Um, But before I do, um, we're getting towards the end of this show, and I wanted to dive in and ask you if you had to pick a moment, because I know you've got some connection to foster care, if you had to pick a moment that you would call your F-bomb moment that you knew you were never going to be the same again because of foster care, what would that be, girl? So... I think that for me, foster care kind of creeped up on me and didn't intend for it to. It wasn't like, (laughs) you know, the cause that I took on. It was like the thing that I was like a part of. It was just kind of creeped up on me and like little pieces here and there. And so like working at the Methodist Children's Home, seeing children who were in um, that kind of placement environment, what I got to do is I got to work with those who were transitioning out of foster care, living in transitional living, teaching them life skills and recognizing that like these are some of the things that they didn't know when they left that they didn't learn when they were growing up and so teaching them life skills like that was huge for me um and then like um within just a very short period of time um I started uh developing a relationship with a uh, my very first paid client who brought me in to help her develop family systems for her and her family because she had just adopted three kids out of foster care and she's like we need systems they already had one one child who was slightly older than the than the three that had been adopted and she's like we need a system so we did family meetings and we created systems and and things like that that helped them figure out how to function as a family because they were a 
new family. Yeah. And so um, we we set all of those in place and getting to work with her and like helping them figure those things out was fantastic. And then my sister um, decided she wanted to be a foster parent. And so um, I got to watch her process and, and, and sit with her through her home studies and all of the things that she went through and, um, and then bringing two kids into our home that she's like, we, they can never leave. Like we have to keep them. And so they did like reunification was not expected for their family. And so the, my sister and her husband, and absolutely wanted to adopt, and they did. And and so I've had um, two. I have a niece and nephew that came from foster care, and they are spectacular. But I'm getting to see some of this kind of play out in my sister's uh, life too, and some of the things that like reactive attachment that you don't necessarily expect just to show up, but it does. And because these sometimes these kiddos have trauma, and so anyway, I I think that it just kind of creeped up on me. And then for like the last part of it is like meeting you and like building a relationship with you over the last few years, seeing your passion for foster care and getting to be a partner with you in like discussing the nitty gritty parts of Foster Village Waco and how you guys were going to move forward and all the amazing work that y'all were doing. So it just kind of creeped up on me. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I think that maybe we're going to like build a house and like be foster parents and this is going to be amazing. And so it's just kind of creeped up on me. I love that. Oh my goodness. So before we head out, how about you tell everybody where they can find you and take advantage of your services? Absolutely. So they can find me at kimmillington.com. That's uh, my website. There's a link to services and, and scheduling on there. Um, specifically for foster families, if they want to do some work around establishing family values so that individuals um, who come into their home know what their family's about so that they know how to connect to that family. So that's one of the, the, the best things that I get to do with foster families is help them establish those family values before a foster child comes into their home or after. So KimMillington.com, um, there's resources there and they can they can find me there. I love that. Thank you so much. So KimMillington.com, y'all go check her out. And if you were as interested as I was in family systems theory, head there and check out the blog post that she wrote specifically for our listeners. So thanks again for coming. Appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Mandy and the F-Bomb is produced by Rogue Media. Make sure to like and follow us on social media, and you can find our show anywhere you get podcasts or at roguemedianetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Podcast.